0: Welcome back to another mini-episode. I'm Jonathan Bollinger. Thanks for joining us. And I can't believe we're already at another mini-episode. Uh, these weeks have been going by quick, but I'm also excited because I have a few things that I want to talk with you about today. And again, for those who are just joining us uh, for the first time, or it's been a while, yeah, we are starting up a new season of Inside the Box, a TV history podcast and that brand new season will come out uh, fall of 2023. Normally, we don't like to date this podcast, but since we're doing a bit of this prep work during the, well, to be honest, the summertime to get ready, we want to kind of get you back into the swing of things, because honestly, we're getting back <laughs> into the swing of things as well. You know, sort of a, a funny way of thinking about this lately is I was thinking to myself, you know, with summertime... It's like I both I both feel everything, you know, I want to do everything, I want to experience everything, whatever, and at the same time, I, I kind of feel nothing, you know, I'm kind of, I'm tired, I want to take a rest, you know, I want to relax, you know, that sort of thing. So I think there's a tension there for all of us as we, uh, as we feel those long, long summer days, long summer nights, and yet we also want to kind of get up early and get, you know, get rolling, you know, get, try to fit everything in, so... Well, I think we're all feeling that one way or the other. But a couple of quick reminders and then I want to get right into some topics with you. First is as I mentioned, we're prepping for the new season that'll come out in the fall. Thank you to those of you who have uh, started listening again. Uh, our numbers are climbing. Uh, obviously, we didn't do ourselves our any any favors by becoming a little bit more inconsistent with our episode releases. But to be fair to ourselves, you know, some people, w- we went through the pandemic and they went, ah, this is exactly the right time to start a podcast or whatever, although, you know, we'd been doing it for years prior to that, or kind of, I guess what I chose to do, which was, it was tough. You know, it was weird. It was just dis- discombobulating, if you will. So it's nice to, you know, we, we did a new season uh, in 2021 that's still available for free on the main, on the main feed, which you're listening to right now feel free to catch up with us and then the new season's coming and in preparation for that we're doing these mini episodes which you're listening to right now and then on the off weeks of those mini episodes you'll also get a free episode from behind the patreon paywall or what we call mining the archive mondays Uh, i believe our last episode that we released at the time of this recording was our uh, macgyver episode so hopefully you enjoyed that You should be able to hear all three of us, Andrew, Steve, and myself, and we'll continue to mine the archive Mondays, even after we release those new episodes in the fall. So if you really, really don't get too sick of us, (laughs) you'll be able to hear a mini episode. You'll be able to hear a new, brand new, a new main feed episode. You can listen to an old episode from the, uh, from the archive. And then if you wanted to, you could, again, you don't have to, but it'd be nice if you want to donate a few dollars and join become a, a patron on the Patreon, you get access to the full archive, and then you also will get some brand new bonus-only Patreon-only episodes. Okay, so a lot of us hopefully come in, hopefully you don't get sick of us, all right? <laughs> so here's the topics that I want to talk about today. And I'll be honest with you, as we've been starting through up these new mini-episodes, right? I haven't gotten into too many specifics so far. And on this episode, I want to rectify that a little bit and, and talk about some, some TV, right? Cause that's, that's what we're here to do. Again, don't want to date this podcast, but let's just say it's been a holiday, long holiday weekend recently. And, uh, I found myself for a couple different reasons. One, it's been really rainy or it's been really humid and kind of nasty and, uh, not going to go too far into it, but I had some, it's some really weird thing happening, on happening with my ankles, my, my sort of calves. So it, it just really wasn't conducive to kind of going out and doing the normal stuff that I would do, which would be, like, you know, go walk around or take a hike or go for a bike ride or whatever like that. So I said, heck, I'm gonna, well, I said something stronger than that, but I said, heck, I'm gonna go watch a bunch of TV that honestly, I don't do as much consistently as I, as I used to. Yes, you know, definitely some shows we watch, me and my wife. But you know, it's not like when I was a kid, where it's like you just consumed every single thing. So I kind of got into a uh, kind of an old school vibe of I'm just gonna kind of, you know, sack out on the couch and uh, sink into the couch, I guess I should say, you know, and just watch some stuff. So. Here's a couple things that I watched that I think all sort of fall along a certain theme that's connected to what we we talk about here on the podcast. So the first thing that I really jumped into or jumped back into is the Paramount Plus Star Trek Strange New Worlds show. And if you're interested in Paramount and Star Trek, you can you can look well, you can look through our archive page uh, on uh, TVhistorypodcom obviously you won't be able to listen to the full episode on, unless you join the patreon but if you look through the archive you see that we've done actually an episode about sort of how paramount has consistently used Star Trek as a as a um, a ploy if you will anytime they've ever started a new type of platform or channel right it's sort of the bait to get you to, to watch So it's no different that when they did Paramount Plus, aha, it's all Star Trek to kind of get you in there and new Star Trek, right? Even better. All right, so Star Trek Strange New Worlds, for those that aren't familiar, this is their attempt to do a new Star Trek show, but have it feel like the original series from the 1960s. But the way they they do it in a new, interesting way is they take the original Captain, uh, Captain Pike, who was in the original original first pilot episode which they then uh reused during i believe it was the first season right because it was the only two-parter of the fir- two-parter of the series where they reused all that footage that they had from the first pilot to make an interesting story about sort of spock going to bat uh, for his old captain uh etc it's a really fun fun episode but anyway, so they do the new uh, the new show around Captain Pike and a young Spock and a young Ahura uh, and 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 some new characters. Uh, num- uh, actually, uh, it's supposed to be you know the, the character Roddenberry's wife did in the original pilot number one, all that stuff. So if those uh, for those of you who know Star Trek, you you already know this. For those of you who are sort of interested. Well, I don't know. I don't know if I've ever met someone who's sort of interested in Star Trek. Uh, maybe Maybe those who've seen like the fourth movie with the whales, but I digress. Anyway, the reason I bring it up is I had tried to watch this show the first episode or two, and I don't know why, maybe I was just stressed from work or whatever, but I just couldn't quite get into it i i sort of i sort of liked it obviously i love the aesthetics of it i love the look of the 60s tv show and i love the idea of it and you combine it, that with the modern day visuals modern day technology and production techniques it looked really good it looked really slick but i don't know i just i wasn't really getting into it and then you know i had this time so i started i started sitting down watching it and i just sort of binged it i mean i just absolutely binged it now In part, this was because they also have the new animated show, Lower Decks, which is a comedy show. And I knew from some podcasts that the second season of Strange New Worlds, they were going to do a crossover episode, or they will be doing a crossover episode. I don't know when you're listening to this, but it may have already happened. But uh, they're going to do a crossover episode between the cartoon show, Lower Decks, and Strange New Worlds. So I kind of wanted to watch that, but I wanted to have the context. So that was partly why I binged it. But the other thing that was interesting is that there's a podcast, uh, a, a pod, or I should say a YouTuber uh, show that I, I watch pretty regularly. I'm not going to mention who it is, uh, just because everyone always has preconceived notions about it. But this this person was like, "Oh yeah, I tried Strange New Worlds, but." it's okay, but I just, I don't like the modern humor of it. The fact that everyone sort of has a snarky comment. No one seems to sort of take their job seriously on the show, meaning the in-character universe. And it's not that that comment turned me off of Strange New Worlds, but it certainly didn't like make me think, oh, I got to, you know, I really got to jump back into this. Anywho, I get what he means by that, right? That, that sort of idea of uh, sometimes it feels like the representation of us in our everyday lives is that no one cares or no one takes their job seriously or, or no one's earnest, right? But I, I'm not as worried about that because that just seems like, I and you can tell me whether this actually happened later or earlier, you know, those of you who really know your history uh, culturally in the U.S. But I always put it to sort of the boomer generation, you know, sort of like back when Bill Murray was Bill Murray and, you know, we didn't know everything we know about Bill now, you know, that sort of irreverent sort of 60s, 70s cultural uh, generation, you know, sort of started thumbing their nose at authority and questioning things. And rightly so, and sort of not taking everything too seriously, but yet they, they kind of knew what they could do. And, and for me, I'm not saying this is high cinema, but very popular comedy of the time that I think sort of uh, uh, displays this sort of tone pretty well would be Harold Ramis and, and Bill Murray in in Stripes, right? That sort of, we're of this generation, but for a laugh, for a goof, we're going to sign up for the army, but yet, you know, we'll show them sort of what we really know and and, and that, you know, we're going to learn a little from you, but not really, and, and sort of combine the two. And I think maybe the more popular or more well-known reference for that sort of irreverence would be sort of how Bill Murray was, sorry, how Bill Murray acted you know, within a Ghostbusters, something like that. So the other thing is, is Star Trek was always about sort of a a reference on to our culture, right? It would be a commentary and everyone knows all the famous episodes, right? Frank Gorshin, half his face is white, half his face is black and commentary there or uh, uh, classism, uh, uh, social hierarchies, all that sort of stuff. So yeah, I mean, it's not my most favorite thing when everybody on the show, either before they do something serious or after they do something serious, they have to have like a silly one liner or they're kind of jokey joking around with each other. But I mean, that is sort of where the culture is today. I mean, that's what we do, that's our humor, right? Everybody has a, a quip, you know? Everybody says something snarky or says something silly either via text or with each other when we're at a job we don't like, etc. Yes. There's an argument made that star Trek is about a better future, etc., where, uh, human beings, uh, uh, do more, you know, that they, 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 um, are sort of the better version of ourselves. And maybe we're not always jokey, jokey, joke, but you know, for now it is a TV show, you know, and that's the point. And nowadays that's how we deal with each other. So I think in some sense it, it should reflect that. So, I will say that uh, not a perfect show by any stretch of the imagination, but if you do like Star Trek, particularly the original series, I think you get a good, I think you get a kick out of this uh, strange, strange new world. And so the other TV shows that uh, I was sort of consuming that I think does connect to what, what I'm talking about today is this sort of idea of the new and the old. And this is actually something that I wanted to possibly do as as one of these experimental formats with within this podcast feed is sort of like that old like uh, i think it's a, a lyric I, I don't know i don't know if it's a lyric or 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 just a saying around weddings right something borrowed something new something da, 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 something blue new something old something new i i'm i'm ba- bastardizing that butchering that but the idea of something old and something new and that's really our theme i think for today so I foolishly just watched a lot of things that I had, I I know better not to watch. And, (laughs) and I think that's really what I'm talking about here with myself, which is I've gotten to this point where I think if you do enough reading, especially of news, when these documentaries come out, you're sort of like, eh, I already know this story, right? Or I knew this from when I was a kid. And then whatever the new angle on the story is, I already read the reporting of it from New York Times or Washington Post or whoever. And so when you see the documentary, you're like, ah, but that's a part of myself that I'm trying, you know, to get away from a bit, which is, yes, I know it. Yes, to watch it again is sort of a waste of time. But then at the same time, you're not exposing yourself to new things. And I don't like that part of myself. And I think I might be speaking for some of you listening as well, right? That sort of tension when you get to a certain age, it's like you want to feel you know better and you want to be able to f- feel you can discern between quality and not so, uh, so good quality uh, content. But at the same time, you don't want to become sort of stuck in the mud. You know, you, you don't want to kind of become static. You want to still uh, uh, consume new things. So in that spirit and having the time, I was like, ah, I'm going to watch this. So I think it was on Netflix, but I, w- I might be wrong about that. But I watched the uh, the Catherine Hepburn documentary. And again, I know a lot about her as, a, you know, a big famous movie star of the 20th century. Of course, I always loved uh, uh, Martin Short's impression of her, and 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 even Catherine O'Hara for just a brief shining moment on SCTV did a, an absolutely fantastic impression of Catherine Hepburn, and and so I, I know a lot of it. And again, I think maybe two or three years ago I read an article about you know her, or or, or maybe it was I don't know, maybe it was an anniversary of her death or something or or, or whatever. But this documentary still caught my my eye because. If you listen to our John Belushi episode from last season, you know that, you know, it's sort of the same thing, which is everything's been written about this person. What what could possibly be new? And if you watch the documentary, you see that it is most likely, uh, I, and I forget the gentleman's name, but someone who interviewed her before she died. And he has a ton of cassette, uh, audio cassette recordings of his interviews with her and for whatever the reason, maybe he forgot he had them, or maybe the estate wouldn't allow him to release them, or whatever, you know, who, who knows, now those tapes are available, and they play the tapes throughout the, the documentary, along with all the other information that, that we know. And then, of course, there's, you know, the kind of the, the bait of this, the hook of this uh, of this subject, which is Especially these days, which we're becoming becoming a more accepting society, although we're not accepting totally. Which is, you know, what was what was Hepburn's, you know, private life like, right? Uh, which way did she? Which way did she go? You know, it's you know it's supposedly she had this toured love affair with Spencer Tracy. And then you know the the tawdry tabloid gossip is well maybe that was all just a silly front you know maybe he was one way and she was another way but they knew it would help their careers to pretend that they had this big tourt affair but you know or or maybe it's all true right which is they they liked a lot of different different types of folks and and you know and, and who knows but by allowing us to talk more about that these days. You know, by, by actually giving voice to it rather than just sort of winking and nodding and sort of looking away, you know, that adds a new element to it. So I certainly I'd say if you know a lot about Hepburn, I'm not going to say you're going to get a ton of new information out of the documentary, although I, I thought it was neat. They had a they had a look-alike who they filmed as, as the lookalike sort of wandered certain properties and spaces that that Hepburn lived and they I won't give it away, but they have a, n- a nice little ending there using that that trick. Uh, so it was fine. I would say if you know nothing about Hepburn, uh, definitely you you probably get something something good out of it. Uh, I think particularly the early stuff with her brother, and again, I won't give that away as well. I thought that was done done particularly well. And so <laughs> the last thing, and I apologize if this episode is going a little bit long, I'm trying to keep these mini episodes. But right now, my timer is uh, not working as well as I thought it was going to, so I'm I'm flying a little blind here. I'll try to move as quickly as I I possibly can. But the Hepburn documentary was definitely me sort of taking my medicine before I really sort of binged on what I would consider junk food of television. And that is, I'm not proud to admit this, (laughs) but I actually allowed myself to watch the entire, I believe, again, Netflix uh, documentary on the late 80s, early 90s, trash syndicated TV show, American Gladiators. Okay. (laughs) Now, maybe I'm not cool. Maybe everyone knows that this is a cool, hip thing to like now or whatever. But when I was a kid, all I remember is my uncle and I just sort of laughing at this show and making fun of it. And it just seems so stupid. It seems so uh, uh, low, low production values and cheesy. And I actually, I always thought it was filmed in Florida, but apparently it was at the Holly, uh, Universal Studios Hollywood. So I, I guess it wasn't quite as cheap as I thought it was. But uh, it just seems sort of silly, ridiculous, vapid, vain, you know, the whole bit. And... And honestly, maybe it still is. It's just the culture has gone that way because now it's so you know mainstream, right? We have you know uh, 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 your Titan Games and your um, Ninja Warriors and your Tough Mudders and 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 all this sort of thing. But I will say that while I don't think my opinion has changed on the show all that much, which is I just think it's sort of goofy, and I I think the more modern interpretations of of it like a ninja warrior actually much more interesting and, and seems to be a little bit more focused on the, the physical challenge of it rather than sort of the the fantasy element of it right which is you know ogling a uh, 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 bodybuilder bodies you know male and female as they run around and sort of you know hit people or or, or, or wrestle people or whatever. Um, but I will say, I will give credit to the docu- the people who, who did the docu- uh, documentary, is that if you don't necessarily feel for these people, right, if your opinion doesn't really quite change for them, they definitely humanize them, right? You definitely get a better sense of sort of why they did it. And they're pretty honest, right? They're mostly young and they were looking for fame, and they had a lot of emotions they didn't want to deal with, and so they, you know, sought out all the good and the bad ways to sort of um, numb that and, 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 and numb that pain. So I will give them credit; They definitely humanized them, uh, et cetera. But I will say, the um, I think the apex or the nader of this this sort of experience is a very short part of the documentary no one would even remember it it's probably maybe two minutes of the whole documentary but like i think in the last episode i didn't even realize this but apparently they in an in an an effort to keep this thing rolling after the tv show got canceled is they actually tried to do a dinner theater like a medieval times type of version of american gladiators and yeah it's about as sad as you you could possibly imagine (laughs) okay uh, last but not least here on this mini episode, also recommend a uh, TV show. Uh, again, I think it's Netflix called This Is Pop. And it's basically a history of certain pop music trends. A few weeks back, I watched the first one, which was on sort of boys to men and sort of their place within boy bands and, and, and issues of race and, and all this sort of stuff. And I thought it was pretty well done. And I believe it's the same producers who used to do those um, albums revisited. I think it's Eagle Rock Entertainment. I might be wrong about that, I, I, but I believe Eagle Rock is producing This Is Pop or part of it. And I always really enjoyed those sort of deconstructions of certain quote unquote uh, famous albums. But the episode that I just watched that I also would recommend was they did a, uh, a subject of auto-tune, use of auto-tune and specifically the cultural reaction to the artist T-Pain again sort of like the gladiators and why i'm bringing this all together i don't necessarily sympathize with t-pain you know i'm not suddenly although that's sort of the argument they're making which is he was unjustly vilified and now he's coming back around as as being more more validated as an as an artist i you know i i i i don't know if i necessarily sympathize with the guy because you know he still made the choice to go one way or the other particularly when it is shown that he actually is a pretty decent singer on his own without the filter and all that without the the software but you know he still went that other way uh but really interesting well done well done um production you learn a lot and it, it's not it's not that sort of base level like vh1 like like kind of uh behind the music kind of thing like the really cheesy ones that just sort of you know uh uh, uh, pump out the basic information they're they're produced well you get some good insight they have good footage they have new interviews and they really do try to provide some context for it now these are only like probably 45 minute you know hour episodes so there's only so much background you can get into but i think as a whole between the boys to men uh episode in the auto tune episode I, I i really i i would recommend it i think i think it's pretty solid okay i don't know how long we've gone here but my guess is is we've been about 20 minutes so i apologize for that for being a bit longer than normal but again uh uh check us out for um uh next week or i don't know when you're listening to this but neck if it's on regular schedule next week you'll have another mining the archive monday I believe uh, will be coming out, so be on the lookout for that. And then after that, we'll come back with another mini episode. Ba ba and then we'll be into the new episodes uh, uh, very soon. So again, thank you for those who've been listening. It's nice to see the the, the stats go up again. Uh, also, thank you to those who jumped in on the Patreon. I hope you're enjoying the archive. Uh, and, and there's a lot of content there uh, for, with with. Some of us and all of us, right? You get not just me, but you get Steve, you get Andrew, etc. And uh, again, uh, uh, some some recommendations: Strange New Worlds on Paramount Plus. Uh, if you don't know much about Hepburn, check out the Hepburn documentary. And uh, you know, guilty pleasure stuff: American Gladiators. And uh, uh, if you love pop music, which I certainly do, uh, check out the This Is Pop uh, series. It's pretty pretty solid. All right. Thanks, folks, for listening. Again, I'm Jonathan Bollinger, and I'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.